and welcome to this week's Three Legs, Four Wheels, F1 and More podcast. It's Paul here with... Dan. Lee. All right, F1 and more, but there's less of us. <laughs> it's okay, though. The talent's back, so... No, uh, me and Dan were here last week. No, no, yeah, that's that was the joke. You know, you Sh- know, Sean's the one who always gets the compliments, and she's not here. Exactly. This is true. Yeah, exactly. This is true. Yeah. You know that tumbleweed effect that you got on the un- unintentionally got on the microphone that's oh, broken the, down? The one I've got under Paul effect. Nope, didn't hear any of it then. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, not too bad. Bit of a different show this week. Um, because of the technical difficulties that we've already had tonight, uh, I think we're now on to our fifth microphone between three of us. Yeah. And um, we thought we'd got a broken mixing desk and there's not a lot of F1 news. We're, do- we're, we're merging the two shows this week. So this is a special treat for all the non-Patreon subscribers. You're getting... An example of what you get on the Patreon show. Yeah. By example, we mean reason to put your hand in your pocket. Now, that's the thing. <laughs> if you want to hear more... Oh, God, that came out really local radio, DJ. It really did. Yeah, yeah. You, you spoke. I'm, I'm mixing that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm also going to take these headphones off, because I, I don't think there's much point in keeping them on, because we now know all the microphones are working, and I've got very sweaty ears. Oh, I like leaving them on. I, I do, every, every other show I do, I leave them on. It makes, do you know what I think? It makes you feel like a local radio DJ. Not just that. I think it draws people into the conversation more if you keep the headphones on. It's, it's really weird. I think it, um, it's, it's, it's an odd thing. I never that, thought... That is... Yeah. Do you know what I mean, though? No, I've got no idea. I, I find, especially if you've got guests coming in that don't do podcasts all the time, um, it keeps them in check because they can hear their own voice going in and out without, without you having to worry about what, the, what it's going to turn out like. And um, I think it focuses people more because it, it, it reminds them that they're in a conversation. It's weird. Yeah, there was a podcast that I used to do on um, on the NFL a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and um, one of the regular team on that was well known for going quiet as soon as you hit record, or not facing the microphone. So we stuck mm-hmm. a pair of headphones on him, just so that he could actually hear himself when yep. when he was talking. And it still didn't work because he still turned his head round and ended up talking like that. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the reasons why we don't do the NFL show anymore. Anyway, Formula One. Uh, what is happening at the moment? Absolutely nothing. almost nothing. Um, we have launch dates confirmed. Um, <laughs> yay, calendars. Yay. <laughs> it's going to be a busy week from the 12th to the 15th of February. Yeah. Um, Renault have definitely confirmed the 12th. Racing Point have reconfirmed the 13th, even though they said it before Christmas, and then decided to finally put it up on Instagram this last week. I believe uh, with... They've also confirmed the time. Oh, yeah, yep. Um, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time Mm. in Toronto. I noticed on... I didn't apply for passes for it because I thought getting there might be a little bit tricky. I noticed on Scarbs' Twitter today, he had all uh, his diary up with the the different launch dates in. And next to Force India, he had uh, team launch and then car launch TBC. So he yeah. obviously he's not sure whether it's actually the new car that's getting launched or whether it's just a livery launch. Ah, uh, now the press release that came out about four o'clock this afternoon right. said it's car and team. Right. Um, what they actually said was we're going to tell you what we're going to be called and what our 2019 challenge is going to look like. Right. Okay. I thought their 2019 challenger was Lance Stroll. I think that's their 2019 challenge. 
<laughs> Ooh, harsh. Um, what's the other ones? Uh, McLaren are launching, we're assuming Woking, because that's where they usually launch the car, yeah. on the 14th, because of the whole Valentine's Day poem thing, which... Some people liked it on Twitter. Do you think they with them having like such a young driver that seems seems to be a bit cool, like Lando, that McLaren are gonna go like fifty year old cool person trying to be young, and like the the their things gonna be like you are on very shaky ground because I am forty nine today. It's not my fault. <laughs> Happy birthday! And the, Thank um, you. The, like the the hashtag's gonna be like McLaren hash, hashtag woke as fuck or something. <laughs> Woking as fuck, surely. <laughs> <laughs> Remind me never to use that hashtag in my... Oh, absolutely not. I'd stop using hashtags if there wasn't legitimate reasons for doing it. Although uh, Dad on Arrival is being rebranded the Woking Dead. <laughs> Come on, we've been to Woking. It's not that bad. <laughs> they, had a, they had a decent pub with free Wi-Fi. They did have a decent pub with free Wi-Fi. It was, it was, it was the one, one of the few decent weather spoons I have ever been in as well. Oh, no, my my favourite pub there was the was the one we went in directly after we'd been to McLaren. Oh, the we one went, where we went into to decompress. Yeah, and we just sat down thinking, we've just been to the technology centre. <laughs> <laughs> that was my least favourite of the two pubs that we went to and walking because it made me go and vape outside the weather spoons. I was allowed, I was allowed to stay warm. Yeah, no, but like that that drink we had in there because it was so. Fucking tense inside there. It was like doing an interview in a pressure cooker. Um, I, I, it was one of those moments where, like the the beer felt particularly cool, <laughs> and like it tasted particularly nice as well. <laughs> that um, that was still one of the most surreal things that I think has ever happened to me. The oh, fact totally. That we were just Abs- wandering around the McLaren Technology Centre, yeah. uh, even unsupervised for about mm. thirty seconds. Yeah. I think uh, last one. Oh, the, it yeah. also was warmer than the fucking interior of the sun as well. <laughs> I, had, I had that like quite cool like double-breasted jacket I've got on, and I was so fucking warm. Looked sharp as fuck, but I was so warm it was horrible. <laughs> <laughs> talking of, talking of sharp things, are we going to see Mark Janay in a suit at the Ferrari launch because that's on February fifteenth? Uh, maybe. Hopefully, they'll make a better job of it than last year. It seems to be a very Ferrari thing to do, doesn't it? To, to have like this ropey, ropey launch. Well, they had the they had the choir there as well, and we didn't really sort of get a feel for what was going on because they also had a very dodgy satellite connection from the factory, and uh, the, their feed kept going down because we were actually yeah, watching, you were our, watching it from Mercedes. We were watching it you? from mm. the Mercedes launch in the Silverstone press centre. Yeah. Um, and their internet works. Ferraris at their end doesn't. Mm. So we've got the we've got the first first four launches confirmed, and that all happens the week before the test. Yeah. So I'm 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 making one of my bold predictions here. Toro Rosso will launch at the test again. Yeah, maybe. I don't think that'll be a surprise. I don't think it'll be a surprise. No, but they'll and, look and like Red Toro Rosso. And Red Bull? Um, They're a pit lane launcher usually, aren't they? They usually are, yeah. I think I, rec- I reckon they'll do both at once within half an hour. Williams might do an event, but you don't actually physically get to see the car until it turns up in Barcelona. Mm. And Mercedes... I'm just waiting for the invite. I, th- I think we'd have had it by now. 
No, they're pretty good on press releases. Are they? Yeah. No, no, I think I think we'd have had the invite, aren't we? No, it was um it was about the twentieth of January that they oh, sent them out well. last year. Fingers, fingers crossed then. It might be might be there waiting when we get home. We yeah. Will have, we will have to see. Come on, Felix, if you're listening. We know we all like each other. <laughs> I was thinking the other day, say, say Felix would actually be a guest on the podcast at some point. That'd be really nice. That'd yeah. be a good idea. Yeah, Felix, the uh, head of Mercedes Media Relations and um, all-round all nice guy. Depending on what comes in the post, I might have a question for him. <laughs> <laughs> you had a question for him last year. Come out with extra invites. <laughs> this is true. This is true. Um, what, else, what else have we got on the F1 agenda? We're doing this without Chris, who normally, who normally writes, the, uh, writes the show notes. But uh, Get well soon to Chris's mum. Yes. yes, definitely. Yep. Um, Joe, if you're listening to this, all the best from all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, tell you what, should we do some non-Formula 1 stuff for a few minutes, seeing as this is a Formula 1 slash Patreon kind of Why not? thing. So what we usually do on the Patreon show is just talk about any old rubbish. So you're going to be inflicted with that. It's a bit like where we go off on a tangent on the Formula One show, only without the Formula One stuff linking it. <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have to reel ourselves in on this one. And now we've got absolutely nothing to say, mainly mainly because I think we're on take four, take we're on five? take take four, take five, and all I do is record podcasts now, so I don't have any life outside of this room. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this this is your first show for five, first well th- first three legs four wheels for five weeks. I know, yeah. Um, first, how, first of the year. How was your Christmas? It was all right. I, I quite enjoyed it. It was um, it was nice. The boy kind of knew something that was going on. He managed to he he, he doubled down. I, I think he stuck some extra hours in, and come Christmas Day, he could say Christmas, which was nice. Oh, fantastic! Um, yeah, it, it, it was cool. Um, I was ill on Christmas Day till about three days after, which was a bit rubbish. Uh, and I think it might be the first Christmas that I was completely sober through. Why? Because I just felt I felt so rough, and it was one of those. I tried getting drunk on Christmas Day, but because I felt so rough come come Christmas Day night, I I just couldn't drink anything. It was awful. It was terrible. But uh, yeah, apart from apart from dying. Uh, it mean, was it was really good. I mean, you meant you meant to do the traditional Christmas thing of chocolate and alcohol for breakfast. I, no, I don't like chocolate and beer. I can't do it. Like, it doesn't I, have to be beer. That's why I don't really drink it's Christmas. Yeah, no, it's Christmas. You drink port. No, I don't. Oh, really... what, whatever else is in the cupboard? Wine and beer to go horrible with chocolate. I, I don't. I do I, I'm not. I'm. I'm not a big eater and drinker at the same time. In general, to be perfectly honest, you'd probably hate that bottle of chocolate port that I got then. Um. Well, <laughs> yeah, because it's it's port, and I'm not a massive chocolate fan. To be fair, I, I I've always said I'll take. a Slice of quiche over a slice of cake any day. You wouldn't have lasted 10 minutes in the 80s when the book Real Men Don't Eat Quiche came out. I am far too sweet to be eating chocolate. That's one way of describing it. (laughs) (laughs) I am far too diabetic to be eating chocolate, but I still do. (laughs) Um, Yeah, what else have I done? Not much, really. Not much at all. Uh, new the new records coming out well. We've been doing some recording. I'm enjoying doing that. Uh, a load of our listeners actually. Um, I forgot to uh, um, to post Clowns Call for Wars like a little Christmas cover up on the Three Legs Four Wheels page on Christmas Day, and I think I remembered to do it on on Boxing Day. 
And thanks to our lovely listeners, I think it jumped up like 400 listens in about 30 seconds. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for all the views for going and going and have a listen to it. I hope you, hope you enjoyed it. It was really good fun doing it. And if you thought it was good, you'll think it's even better when I tell you we did it in about an hour and a half. <laughs> I'm sure Chris would have something to say about recording an entire song in an hour and a half if he was here, because I think, how long has he been working on that album of his now? <laughs> sorry, sorry, that EP. <laughs> About a year and a half. Yeah. I also realised something weird. Like it's, it's it's becoming a Christmas tradition because it's happened twice now. I, I plan on keeping this going. So when I've been putting the Christmas tree up, Arthur helps me put the, help me, helps me put the tree up. Or he grabs baubles and tries to eat them. And um, <laughs> we we do this while listening to um, the Snowman, but we listen to Ocean Size's uh, version of the Snowman, which is fucking fabulous. If no, if no one's heard that, go and fucking YouTube because it's not on Spotify or Amazon. Um, go and YouTube Ocean Size cover uh, "Walking in the Air." It's fucking brilliant. And um, I've keep thinking because he hasn't seen the Snowman cartoon, he's gonna eventually see the snow. Uh, watch the Snowman go. This is a rubbish version of that Ocean Size song. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else every year forget that David Bowie is in the Snowman? Yes. Yes. Is he? Yeah. Oh, is he? Does he in right, right, right at the start? Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Every year that takes me by surprise. <laughs> I watched a... Uh, I even struggled to call this a conspiracy theory because um, I think this might be the most ridiculous conspiracy theory next to Paul McCartney being dead. Um, the David Bowie apparently references... Kanye West in a Ziggy Stardust song. And I watched a half an hour documentary about how he was prophesizing the rise of Kanye West and Kanye West is the star man. Basically trying to say that he's a second coming. Which would make David Bowie a John the Baptist of sorts. It would do, and it would also explain the hymn, Come All Ye Faithful. Ah. <laughs> I think I want to go back to that bottle of port that I <laughs> didn't, finish over, didn't finish over Christmas. Anyway, McLaren. McLaren. <laughs> Seeing as we're doing the catchphrases, um, Zach Brown has now come out and said that they think that the 2019 car will be, and I quote, good. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Thanks for your input, Zach. <laughs> there is there is nothing nothing like building building on the foundations of the last three or four years. At this point of the year, going back over the past four or five years, have McLaren ever come out and said, "Well, we've we've been working hard over the winter, but this car's a bit rubbish, to be honest." No, I I can't remember. In fact, I can remember them saying they'd win the first year, year with Honda come the end of the season. Don't look for us at the start. Yeah. Look for us at the end. As it turned out, they meant the grid. I mean, I don't, I don't know because we keep, we keep being told about all the issues with McLaren, but you've got to think with the facilities they have and the people. I know they've lost a few people, but they've still got a whole load of other good people as well that are there. I can't, um, I can't not believe that, they, that McLaren can't turn it completely around in a winter should all the bricks fall in place. 
I mean, the new, the new guy they've taken on was the head of um, Porsche's LMP1 programme. Yeah. Um, so but He's a recent acquisition, though, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. Um, he's come in in the last couple of weeks. Mm. It's, been, it's certainly been since the turn of the year. Yeah. So I reckon they are pulling a massive Brendan Hartley. Mm. Well, yeah, if it goes wrong, they can always say, but we managed to do what we did because of our experience in endurance racing. Could be. I think um, they're pulling a massive Eric Boulier and Zach Brown should be awfully worried about this. Because there's only so long it can go on and let's face it, it's not an un-McLaren thing to do nowadays is to take the team principal out the back and send them off to the field with the other team principals. Oh, that, that farm in the countryside. Yeah, yeah, where they can all run around. And realistically... The team principal should be setting realistic targets and expectations yeah. and saying "Good, well, the, the best thing we can do is, or, or what we can expect from, from our development is fifth place this year mm. and then hitting fifth place, not saying we're going to be the best team on the grid and then being nowhere. Yeah. And realistic, I mean... We should, they, they should have been better than they were last year. They had the engine for it. There was none of that fucking Honda issues that they reckon they, they were having. Um, I want to see them do well next year. I, I want to really see them do. do well. I want to see them do well just for bloody Lando and science as much as anything. The only thing I have thought here, and you, obviously you know, uh, you guys know I'm a bit of a uh, Fernando Alonso evangelist, but um, if they do do well, is it this like the Fernando Alonso effect maybe of being a little bit too much involved in bits of a team he shouldn't be involved in, which have caused these like issues. It'll be very hard for us to know because... Mm. But it would be weird, wouldn't it, it, if all of a sudden they're the fifth best team on the grid? It would be. Um, yeah, because it's like I only thought this because we all think um, with with reasonable like with a reasonable reason as to why we think this, that Fernando is, if not the best driver on the grid, if not the second best driver on the grid, he's certainly in top three. Do you know what I mean? Like there's not there's not a lot of names above him that you'd want in more in a car more than him. No, true. Um, and it just shows how fucking fruc- um, fractious. Uh, he must be to have in a team if Mercedes are willing to pass up the um, the money of just in just in sheer t-shirt sales and uh, and brand recognition alone by having him and Hamilton in the same team. Yeah, if that was a manageable situation, Jesus Christ, the they could walk in. The first thing they'd do if they, if they had those those two drivers in the team for a season is is they'd be building the season up saying we have the best two drivers in living memory in our team right now. Joey, can you imagine how that would hype a team towards a season? Oh God, yeah. Uh, it'd be like fucking WrestleMania for Formula One. Well, fixed results. That's where it went wrong the last time that Hamilton and Alonso were teammates. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a good point. <laughs> um, yeah, um, uh, he's a bit of a Hulk Hogan in that regard. He's not willing to put anybody over. Um, 
But yeah, I just it it was just a thought. I wonder if they come together if it's as good as Fernando is, if he is his own worst enemy. It's it's an interesting one that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, I, it's. I mean, we we keep saying this every year, but it's 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 now a really pivotal season for McLaren with the new lineup, mm-hmm. the new management structure in place. Um, basically. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna use a wrestling phrase again here. Uh, Zach Brown appears to be cleaning house. Yeah. Now we get now we get to find out can they uh, can they get the car right with the new technical team they've got in place? Mm-hmm. Can Zach Brown run a front running Formula One team? Um, what are Science Norris going to be like as drivers without a veteran driver to partner them? I'm I'm throwing this one out here. I think. Um... I think science is a good driver. But I think his progression has stalled over the over the last certainly over the last year, maybe the last two years. And uh, I think he's uh, he's going to turn out to be a sl- like a, a, dis- a disappointment is the wrong word, but it is a disappointment in a way because we thought him and uh, Verstappen were both potential world champions. I don't think Carlos Sainz is a potential world champion anymore. It, it didn't look like it last year. There was Hulkenberg no. handed it to him. Hulkenberg always seemed like the better driver. You know, when everything was equal and everyone was happy. Yeah, so he, I don't think Sainz had a standout race last year. No, did he? I, I think I think he might have had one really good race, and I can't remember which one it was. Well, but you just you've just got to look at the the way that the drivers' championship yeah. played out. Yeah. Hulkenberg Hulkenberg was seventh. He was best of the rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And science wasn't close. Probably the best season of Hulkenberg's career, actually. You know, although the the results maybe, mind you, he's never been on the podium. So if if he got fourth, he equaled his best. But um, given his teammate, like the fact that Renault seemed to be coming together a little bit, uh, I think I think that might have been Hulkenberg's best best year because he he just always seemed to be getting the most out of that car. Yeah. I'm looking. I'm looking forward to how he performs in 2019 because the Danny Rick factor is going to be one to take into account. Because apparently Danny is very, very good at sharing data with his teammates when he gets on with them, and he's also very good at setting, um, getting a good car setup. But I, I think they're both going to have to be very open with each other, just because if if they're not, they're not going to be building that team, and that that's what that that team needs: two drivers that are more in more in tune with trying to make that car better than challenge each other all the time. Yeah. Also the way that the way that Renault have always worked with we're in, we're out, we're leaving again, or we're coming back in. Who's to say that if Renault have a bad season because the two drivers aren't getting on, uh come twenty twenty one, there's no Renault anymore. Renault Renault seems a strange thing now though, doesn't it? Because they don't seem to be putting the financial backing into the team that that they said they were, you know, because originally it was like thrown around that they had eight hundred million to throw at it, wasn't wasn't it? Yeah. Um that doesn't seem to be the case. They don't seem to be putting the money into the engine development side of it. So I I kind of wonder what Renault's like agenda is now. It's hard to say because I mean they've dropped out of Formula E because they've handed the whole um Edam's Infinity mm. project over to Nissan, who are the um, who were the partners in Infinity. Yeah. And that really leaves F1 and WRC as Renault's main 
events, but they're not really up there in WRC, I wouldn't no, say. No, no. And um, I know I know people that love rallying, love rallying, but rallying's such a niche thing, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, com- compared to Formula One, yeah, definitely, yeah. yeah. But I, I Formu- Formula One has fans, rallying has enthusiasts. Yeah, yeah. but I, I don't think... Uh, if, you, if, if you do well in WRC... I don't think it's the same like marquee banner to have on a poster that it used to be. Certainly not over the last few years. You no. know, it, it used to be the case that if you like, well, think of what fucking rally did for Ford Focus, for instance. Subarus. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it used to be the um, especially if you if you could get an affordable type of car that won WRC, then that was all of a sudden the boy races car of choice. Yeah. You know? But it doesn't seem to happen anymore like that. It seems to be the, it, the it, I think it's living out the worry of Formula One. You know, we always say that Formula One's got an aging demographic. Uh, I think rallies had an aging demographic Fun- and done nothing about funny, it. Funny you should mention that because there was a survey that came out today saying that um, only 14% of F1 fans are under the age of 25. I can I, I I can see that. I think most of them listen to us. Yeah, probably. Because we're all dead young and hip and with it. Oh, I've just sounded like one of those ne- nearly 50-year-old blokes trying to be cool, haven't I? When we go to hashtag woking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not woking anywhere. I'll get a taxi. Oh, he's on fire. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's This is the first weird. sober birthday I've had in years. You do realise this. I am I am sacri- I am sacrificing sacrificing my liver for this podcast. Do you have a beer? I can get you beer. I can get you beer for your birthday. Would you like a beer? Yeah, go on. I'm gonna go with Paul a beer. Right, I'm gonna hit pause. Dan, I take it you don't want a beer. I'm driving. <laughs> and there's tonight's jump cut. Oh, oh well, that's that's good. Mm. Actually, it's unusual drinking cores light at this time of year. Because you're not on holiday. It's a holiday beer, isn't it? It's either a holiday beer or um, it's on special offer in the Star Wars bar mm-hmm. for the duration of TT. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the thing with the thing when it's on a, when it's but, on but, special offer somewhere, it's always when the bottles are like destroyed around the top and you know they've been in there for 16 years. <laughs> yeah. And there's a disclaimer on the out-of-date beer star, uh, star sign which is written onto a... Um, like a, a really brightly coloured star on the fridge. <laughs> oh, on pink paper in pink highlighter. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're going to have to explain to our listeners the concept of the Star Wars bar. Because it's, it's a very local niche thing. It is. It's a bar that's open late. It's open later than most of the other places. And hence the reason people that go there are usually fucking aliened by then. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot, of the, a lot of the punters are aliens when they walk in because they can't get in anywhere else. Mm. I think I think every town's got one, but they've they've got a musical act on in there. It's just a pianist and a drummer who appear to know every song ever written between yes. them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Any any people that just get up and play songs, and you can walk in and throw and throw Frank Zappa at them, and they instantly start playing a Frank Zappa song. It's, it's, that is rare. Slightly in the style of Chaz and Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Which is how they do Slayer as well. <laughs> I've never heard Raining Blood done with a piano. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Nigel's wanted me to... Uh, Nigel's the pianist for people that don't know. Nigel's wanted me to do one of those nights for fucking ages because he, uh, he, well, even when he was going up the Banksy, he's wanted me to, to go up and play drums for him. 
And I was like, Nigel, no, he said, he said, you're fully capable of doing it. I said, I know I'm fully capable of doing it, Nigel. So, but do you know the other thing I like? What? Rehearsals. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I found. I've, I've played with that band a couple of times because mm. um, I said, oh, we'll, we'll get you and we'll have, a, we'll have a three piece. We'll get a bass in there as well. I'm like, right, well, you're going to have to give me some form of clue when you're changing key. Yeah. And changing the song and what the song's called and how many different songs you're doing in this medley at any one particular moment. <laughs> no, it, it sounds like something that would torture me to my very soul to do. Typ- typical drummer. Sorry, what were we talking about before I rudely interrupted to go and get you a birthday beer? Um, where were we? McLaren's, McLaren's pivotal year. Um, yeah. Um, do, you, do you think Zach's on his way out? I think he's got this year to perform, and if he doesn't, um, if he doesn't show, or if the team don't show good results this year, um, he's finished. It doesn't look under pressure, does he? To be fair, he because he looks, he he's got that sort of. I'm not a very well American look about him, so he kind of always looks under a bit of pressure, even when he's happy. Yeah, I. I think he might be well in at McLaren and not moving from there. Mm. But he might not stay at McLaren Formula One for too long. Yeah, do you think he might get shuffled to, it, a, to the Indy programme? He might get promoted so that he doesn't touch the Formula One. Yeah, yeah, I can see M- that. Make him like direct, director of racing operations for the entire team. No, but like, like you say, the IndyCar yeah. programme or... I mean, t- um, this time next year we could be talking about the uh, job swap with Bob Fernley that went on halfway through the season just as they started scoring points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't, uh, for- don't forget, they... They've got an experienced Formula One manager and joint team principal of Force India running the IndyCar side of things. Uh, what's going to happen in June? I, I wonder if they brought Bob Fernley into the IndyCar side because he's on gardening leave from Formula One. Ah, uh, now that, that is a possibility. So he's, he's not eligible to work for a Formula One team for a while. I wonder if that's why the LMP1 guy's in, because... Uh, is he in for in the Formula One McLaren side of it bef- just before he can take over doing McLaren's entry into WEC? Yeah, that would that would make sense, wouldn't it? That might actually be a thing. Surely, though, if McLaren are going to expand into other series, actually entering other series as works teams, they need to get something right in the one that they've been doing the longest. <sighs> Maybe I'd, not. I don't it think might it be too hard yeah. for a team like McLaren now to, to, to be a top Formula team one. in Formula One. Yeah. Mercedes needed, what was it, 500 million? Mm. Mm. Pocket change to racing point these days, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's, do you think, but before we move on from McLaren, do you think they will turn it around? Do you think they'll be in a better shape this year? We'll never move on from McLaren. Um, they can't... <laughs> Not as long as there's still fingerprints of Jensen Button on that building, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> um, I really want it to be a better year for him this year. Um, Just for Lando, because I really want Lando to do well. I think there needs to be... Because they've been down near the bottom of the grid for quite a while now, mm-hmm. there needs to be a dramatic change before they're back up at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And... I think Sauber's the biggest example of a dramatic change where team principal went all of the plans that they were trying to follow 
went out of the window and re- mm. were replaced and they got it back together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if, if we were to see a Cyberstyle turnaround from McLaren this year, that would be great. All of a sudden, Q3 is a regular thing. Yeah. Um, challenging for... Well, challenging for points, mm. let's say. I, I think I think podiums are out of the question. For well, podiums are out of the question for anyone that's outside the big three teams, unless there's shenanigans. Mm-hmm. So, I think I think that might change this year. With um, if Racing Point can get closer to um, Red Bull, I'm st- I still don't quite understand why everyone's got so much faith in Honda f- getting it right for Red Bull. I think I think that's an. I, I know they've done better, you know, with with, with having uh, Toro Rosso to work with, but I don't I don't think I I I don't see the improvements that that show this possible night and day change for Honda next year. I if, don't see them as being that far away from Renault, and I think they might be ahead of Renault. But but if they're I don't know. I don't know. And the Red Bull... It shows how good that car is, though, doesn't it, when you have these conversations? Yes. Yeah. The, I was going to say, the Red Bull, when it was unbeatable in the championships, okay, it was an aero, aero formula, mm. but it wasn't anywhere close to running the most powerful engine on the grid. And when there's... Where, uh, historically, when there's any sort of aero shake-up like there is this year, it's an Adrian Newey car you want to be in. Yeah, the you know the day after. So, well, we seen have we seen Franz Tost's quote from today, just today actually. No. Um, he says that Toro Rosso will be prepared to take more grid penalties if it helps Red Bull development with the engine. Wow, that's that's a it's a big statement from him because um, you'd think that would be something that would be unsaid, wouldn't you? Do you yeah. Know what I mean? yeah. Oh God, yeah. But no, um, I'm quoting quoting Autosport here. But yeah, uh, Toro Rosso boss Franz Toss says his team is willing to take more grid penalties in 2019 to help Red Bull now that both are using Honda engines. Um, Toro Rosso... Da- Danny Kvyat is delighted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it gives him more running too. <laughs> Toss said that Toro Rosso is willing to continue to take hits if it accelerates development and protects Red Bull drivers from having too many penalties. That's, that's a bold thing to say. <laughs> How about Marco hasn't ruled out blood sacrifice for win? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, we're, we're sorry, Danny. We're demoting you <laughs> permanently. <laughs> the uh, new motorhome—it's that wicker man-shaped thing at the end of the paddock. <laughs> can, can I stay in the Red Bull organization? Well, your pineal gland can. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, I'm just shocked by, just shocked by this, that they're actually openly admitting it because yeah, we know they've shared technology in the past and yeah, they're all part of the same organization, but according to the regulations, aren't they meant to be run as completely separate entities? Yeah. Um, but I, I suppose there the, the must be so much like behind the scenes power that having two teams that you pay for in Formula One gives you. Yeah, you know that that's how it's not just Red Bull coming in and winning the championships, which has given them the pull they have in Formula One in such a short time. It's the fact that if they go, two teams go. They've yeah. got tw- they've got twenty percent of the grid. Yeah, and uh, of course the other thing being, if Red Bull as a company pull out mm-hmm. and uh, 
we're down to eight teams. Yeah. That's the level where teams have to start putting three-car entries in. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the, min- the minimum grid size, I think, is 18. And that's a track they won't be going to as well. So that, you know, if they, if they want this, like, one race every 34 minutes, which they seem to be going after, <laughs> then, um, <laughs> they're going to need all the tracks they can get to. <laughs> Yeah, they're not bothering with the sprint race. The sprint is getting from circuit to circuit. <gasps> now, there's an idea. Like, it's Formula One with a Dakar in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> the, the Formula One World Constructors Championship yeah. is done starting at Melbourne <laughs> at, at 2 p.m. Yeah. on the first day of the, of, of the season. Yeah. And then just carries on. They, they race from there. Yeah. Have to get to the next track as quick as they can, set up, get going. It doesn't matter if there's still people driving on it or whatever. They And each driver has to ferry themselves to another circuit for uh, from a car that they have to buy themselves for under a thousand pounds. Sure that's sure that's been that, done somewhere. That earned the BBC a whole lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> and now it earns Amazon even more. <laughs> I haven't watched any of that, you know. Um, it's exactly the same as it used to be with a bigger, slightly bigger budget. Yeah, I think that's why uh, there's just something about it that, I, without sounding like a cunt, which I'm going to do, just doesn't seem like Britishy anymore. Do you know what I mean? It's got it's got too much polish to it. There was still a little bit of grit on it when it was with the BBC. You knew that the gaffer... Usually, usually allocations, but... Um, you knew that the gaffer tape holding things together was actually holding things together, not just made to look like yeah, it was holding yeah, things together. Yeah, yeah, So, yeah, it's a bit of a shame. I used to like it. Uh, it's, it's, it's still the same show that it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's three, three blokes pretending to mess about and pretending to have races. Maybe that's it. Maybe I don't like it just because the formula got old and the fact that they've just... They've swapped channels is completely insignificant about it. Yeah, possibly. Mm. I also find watching a weekly show which is released onto a streaming service very difficult because I forget when it's coming out. I, I think of when I go into Netflix, I just watch the programme until it stops. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, is, that is one thing that Netflix has changed um, completely because mm. I, I will now sit down and watch an entire series and um, Get re- get really annoyed when uh, like more episodes coming in three weeks' time. It's like, no, why are you taking a Christmas break? Uh, if a- anyone's interested in something else to watch, DC Titans is fucking brilliant. <laughs> Saw the trailer for that this afternoon. Brilliant. My uh, my skepticism about um, about DC properties that aren't Batman mm-hmm. may be getting lifted by this. Well, this is Batman. It is Batman. Oh, it is Batman. Yeah, because oh, it's, right. it's about Robin. But the the story is that Batman has disappeared. Right, and he he just hasn't been seen for a while. But I think by the looks of it, there's going to be something to do with Batman towards the end. And I'm hoping this builds up towards a Batman Netflix series. DC should just stick to making TV shows. They're clearly better at it. Well, as we've said many times, the film recent films have been terrible. Yeah, um, what was it? Somebody described Aquaman as the other week. Wet Thor. Wet Thor. <laughs> I, I, I am in favour. <laughs> there are probably memes of something similar, but not in the way you're thinking. I'm keeping that in my back pocket for future, future hilarity. <laughs> Anyone actually seen Aquaman yet? No. Nope. I was going to say, is it any good? But we obviously still all don't know. 
I watched Avengers. I watched Avengers the, just last week. That's really good. Which one? The the, the Infinity, Infinity War, the last War. one. I haven't, I haven't seen that one yet because I'm having, I'm having a big catch-up because we got a bit behind on Marvel films. Well, there's kind of an Spoiler. overload of them, isn't there? Do, do you know anything that happens in it? Can we talk about it? No, I've not seen it yet. Right, I've, okay. I've not seen the run-up Spider-Man to dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, just edit that out of the show so you don't know. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Right, okay, I'll, 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 try, I'll try and forget about it then. Um, to be honest, by the time I get around to watching it, I'll probably forgotten that bit anyway. Someone had told me actually, and I forgot. <laughs> and then then, I, then it happened, and I thought, fuck, fuck. Then I thought, get in there. He was a crap Spider-Man. He's come back as a cartoon anyway, hasn't he? He was much better as a cartoon, and much that third dimension did nothing for him. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't they have a number one hit in 1975 with Baby, I Want Your Love Thing? It was what they called Third Dimension. <laughs> was that a band? I think it was, actually. Wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah, that, that joke has been going since the first series of Red Dwarf. What? Didn't they have a number one hit in 1975 with Baby, I Want Your Love Thing? Oh, right, okay. I thought you were a Red Dwarf fan. You meant, you meant to know all the quotes, aren't oh, you? Oh, no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not that deep. I've watched it, I've watched it a good ten times, but I wouldn't remember all of it. I'm, I'm still two series behind on that. Oh yeah, yeah. The, the last seasons, the last two seasons were really good. The ones that the ones that haven't turned yeah. up on Netflix yet. You mean? Um, I really good to the point. I think the last season might be one of the best seasons. I uh, I will find those. Mm-hmm. Apparently, they are making another one. I think they're making another three. Really? Yeah, I'm sure when they signed up because what they've done two new ones, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. I think they signed for five seasons. Bloody hell, but they're making them for Dave. Dave only shows one programme 75,000 times each week. They're making them for Dave and then Dave is selling them to the rest of the world. <laughs> <laughs> so they can afford to buy another episode of Top Gear rather than the same one that they show every time. Yeah, they, well, think about it. They probably sell it back to fucking Netflix for the same price they made it for. <laughs> but Formula One... <laughs> well, we said, we said there was going to be tangents tonight. This is true. And we are having tangents as well as beers. Um, let's see. Right. Kind of Formula One related, kind of video game related. Verstappen iRacing Crashgate. Yeah. Storming a teacup? Or is he the new Scott Speed? Well, people seem to... No, he's definitely not the new Scott Speed. He's fast. <laughs> but, um... Well, don't forget, Scott, Spe- Scott Speed got banned from iRacing for uh, repeatedly wiping people out. Did he? Yes. Oh, well, fucking hell. I don't... I personally, um... I like a video game. I despise esports, and I I despise how serious people take it. Um, I'm still one of those people that thinks video games are for fun. That is so twentieth century. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> also, if people if people can get wrapped up in all this esports all they want, it's going to make a bad video game for all of us because it means the games are going to be more catered towards the esports crowd than they are towards just like normal video gamers, which I'm, I'm guessing most of our listeners are. Um, and we're just going to end up getting either, getting video games that are probably slightly too hard than we want them to be. Like if anyone's actually tried to play iRacing and be competitive on it, it's fucking dick hard, like porn star dick hard. And, you know, not, it's not ideal for just someone that wants to play a game. Well, iRacing's the same, isn't it? Yeah. It, 
But if it's, you, it's if, not a game. It's... But if you want, if, if uh, Formula One are going like fully deep into this esport thing, they're going to need that yeah. their game to have that depth, which they're not planning on doing because they work with Code Masters to design a separate platform for the esports, which is based on the commercial commercially available game, because. Um, They've turned off all the dirty air I, settings on the one that you buy. I don't think that will continue. I, I think if the money's there, because don't forget, um, it's all part of the advertising is is they're going to give you they give you the same product that the pros get. So I don't think that'll continue because the money will be in esports. You know who's going to have the good game? Formula E. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah. Because you can turn up the power on attack mode and it'll play special music when yeah. you... Yeah, yeah. That'll be the video gamey video game. Yeah. And they're, still realistic. They're wrapped up pretty well with Forza, Forza as well. Forza's had Formula E stuff in it since the word go. So I think I'm, I'm hoping whatever the next Forza game is has some good Formula E bits to it. Well, what Formula E going to do something at one point where you could actually sim race alongside the actual races? They, they, they did. That was in Forza. All right. Yeah, yeah. Never having owned an Xbox, I've never actually played Forza. Yeah, I think they were they were going to bring a standalone game out as well, but I think that was cancelled. But the, the thing that the thing that gets me is if you're a if you're a Formula E fan, you'd rather just watch the race rather than take part in it because then you're not concentrating that, on the actual race. That you're... confuses me. Yeah, I don't I don't really get that. Like the whole you can do this at the same time. It's like you could do you could do with anything, couldn't you? Like any sports going like football or. UFC or anything, but why would it's, you? It's kind of, the only way I can describe it is it's kind of like the sort of racing equivalent of Guitar Hero. It's a gimmick though, isn't it? Because realistically, as soon as you throw one unknown element into into like the AI environment that would be there, everything's going to change within a lap of what's going on in the main race anyway. Yeah. Mm. So it's, especially if you're leading, if you're leading the whole thing goes to fuck. <laughs> So, yeah. Um, oh, man. I mean, I, I, I stopped swearing on the last episode think, because I was thinking about your man, which drives, to school, drives his kids to school and listens to us. And I meant to, I meant to keep it clean just for him. And I have completely haven't. Completely haven't. Am I going to have to put a load of beeps in this or jacks? Or... No, All right, no, fair no. Enough. Don't, 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 don't waste your time. We've still, we've still got the explicit sticker. It's his fault. <laughs> but, um, it's yeah. his fault for procreating? Sorry about the C-bomb. There was definitely one C-bomb. And um, the porn star and Dick Hard reference was probably probably what would be known that, as, as lewd. That that's right, Lee. Repeat all yeah. the swears. Repeat all, repeat all the stuff. That one was going to get <laughs> jacked. <laughs> yeah, that was that was probably yeah. lewd. Yeah, both of them might now get jacked. Um, can you just press the M key on the keyboard, please? Thank you. Oh, that hasn't worked. Damn. I was gonna, I was gonna put a marker down there so I knew where to jack. Oh, don't jack anything. People can handle that. There's been much worse said on this podcast. Um, That's what you, you don't listen to the finished edit, do you? Sometimes <laughs> I didn't the last week because, like I said, the the talent wasn't there. But um, do you only listen to the ones you're on then? I, 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 to be perfectly honest, if I listen to all the podcasts I'm on now, I wouldn't listen to anyone else's podcast. So I try not to listen to any of them. <laughs> um. What do you guys think of the esports gaming thing? I think it's ridiculous. I think it's ridiculous being argue, uh, arguing about him. Um, that sort of stuff goes on all the time on these things. And if it wasn't Max Verstappen, the thing, the, the really funny thing is, like, did you see the streamer that you hit? 
like the the street the, the guy doing it sort of yeah, yeah. some like half bald and ginger guy looked like sat in his bedroom at his steering wheel like, i'm i'm not being funny like you're you play i racing he's max verstappen do you know what i mean he, you should just be happy i'm afraid that you're you're good enough at the game to even get in racing with the pros i saw a lot of the outrage on twitter after it isn't that just looking at Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it was looking at Twitter specific to this one. Yeah, and some of the some of the comments that were on there, it just I I. Do you know why? Don't you? I, I despair. Well, it, it's, it's because it's, it's Max Verstappen. Yeah, it, it's uh, someone's w- being a dick in a computer game. Yeah, that. Sh- well, it'd be nice if that was enough to make the news, but yeah. it's it's something that happens. A million times every second. Absolutely. Like, and, oh, just go and watch Twitch. Just just go and like watch a few Twitch streams for a while and listen to the way people speak to each other. Yeah, it would be really, really good if the culture changed. Yeah. But that is how it is at the moment. And the fact that it's Max Verstappen shouldn't make it any It's different. the people that were going on about, imagine if he did it in real life. No. Yeah, but it wasn't real life. It's not real. And the, the crazy thing about it is, I think the reason there's such an uproar about this is because the people that are um, that are, that are going crazy are like proper proper little like sat in the mum's basement. Just 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 say keyboard warriors, kind of keyboard warriors, but not not quite keyboard warriors because I think they're they're the, they're, they're, they're the racing equivalent of Warcraft players. And shut That's up. That's your second warning. <laughs> and the the thing is, they're um, they're sat there, and the reason they want to have stabs at Verstappen for doing that is because they're going, oh yeah, well he should have won that race, blah, blah blah. Because secretly they're thinking, if he beats Max Verstappen, and I'm an online gamer, that means that we could all be in Formula One if if we had the opportunity. Well, yeah, for some people, this is going to be the closest they can get. Yeah. To Which being is in a fine, Formula One and race. I understand why they take it and seriously. And racing Verstappen yeah. is a really big thing for it's them. It's like podcast. This is the closest I'm going to have to actually having friends. That's why I've got to try and take it seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and he's even counting us in that sentence. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to be nice to me. Get me a beer. <laughs> I've completely derailed your train of thought now, haven't I? No, that was... Uh, mm. But um, Dan was speaking. <laughs> yeah, so Storm in a Teacup, it's only made the news because it's off-season. Yeah, that's it. Well, it's not even made the no, news, I, I has think, it, apart from us? Yeah, I, th- I think it would. No, I don't, I don't, WTF1 were pretty big on it. I think it's one of those things, though, isn't it? It's, uh, it's big to... If it's big to you, it's big to you, and that's yeah. it. I have far more of a problem with the physical violence, well, even though it wasn't exactly violent, between him and Ockham. Yeah, than I do with this. I I, I don't. I still. I neither st- of them are setting no. a good example. But um, I still find um, the just speak about that incident. Um, although Max Verstappen pushed Ocon, I think his demeanor was arrogant, and um, I think he incited. Even though he didn't. He didn't necessarily do or say anything. His demeanour was inciting it. He didn't do anything to de-escalate yeah, things. Yeah. Mm. So I, 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 that actually made me not like Ocon. 
I, I, I don't yeah. like the guy. Uh, and I'm glad he's not in Formula One this year. <laughs> we have noticed your opinions on him mm. of uh, of late. Um, while we're on the subject of, um, I, of w- the... I was off on. <laughs> now off. You're now off. <laughs> um, yeah, I was. I was gonna. I was gonna mention that because of course Max did his um, first day of community service at the weekend when he ha- was with the stewards yeah. at the um, Epre in mm-hmm. Marrakesh. Uh, Sam Bird wasn't too keen on that apparently. I think he was not keen on the fact that they were using sending someone to a Formula E race as punishment. I can get it. I get his his problem. But realistically, it was the first top-class race that was available, wasn't it? But surely community service. What is that community service for? Which wouldn't the uh, wouldn't the idea of community service to be uh, make him do a like a fucking stop around a load of schools to speak to kids about the dangers of driving irresponsibly or... Which which is what Schumacher was made to do after yeah. 97. Yeah, yeah. You know, not not give him a nice weekend away. <laughs> yeah. yeah you've been, uh, don't get me wrong. I'm I, not, I don't know what the thought process was you've been a bad it. You've been a bad boy in Brazil. We're going to send you to Morocco. I think they, they basically they gave, they, gave him a, they gave him a sort of thing because it was Verstappen because they always give Verstappen a thing if there's something to do to them. Realise it's ridiculous because probably the team boss uh, or Helmut Marcus had a whale at them for it and they've given something stupid to do. Uh, I, I think you're right to an extent. I think, um, as I say, being physically, having an altercation with another driver mm-hmm. is something that they've got to be seen to clamp down on and yeah. say, no, you can't do that. But there's... It, it was... Um, the, there were all the mitigating circumstances. Yeah. He should have won that race and he didn't because of Ocon. Yeah. Ocon was being arrogant, as mm. you say. So I think they've given him the lightest punishment they could, yeah, which yeah, was yeah. help out the stewards at the next big race. I can't, I, it, I, I can't believe, actually, when I read comments and stuff, that there's still people out there that think that was Verstappen's fault, that accident. I still don't understand that. I've not changed my opinion. Verstappen could have chosen to avoid it. He could have chosen not to overtake him, but, you've got, uh, he, but he knows that car had a Mercedes engine in it and a big long straight ahead of them and then a big twisty bit, and he also had Lewis Hamilton chasing him down. The the idea of hanging on behind Ocon was a bad idea, especially when the car in front of him, their driver, is Lewis Hamilton's team's junior driver. Yeah, that would not try not overtaking was a bad move, and um, it got him under DRS on the next straight anyway. Would That's he? The thing. Yeah, would like, he? Mercedes Mercedes versus. Uh, versus Renault, and that fucking uh, that that car is always slippery as fuck. Yeah, but it was um, it was to lap him. The blue flags would have been out like nobody's business, no, unless he had his battery there charged. Because don't forget, he was he was unlapping himself because so he was he was on sort of fresh rubber. So yeah, Verstappen would have got him, but he'd have got him on the next lap. He'd have lost a lap at least. Mm, I, 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 th- mm. I think Ocon would have been able to accelerate down the straight away. And no, oh God, I sound all American. Uh, down the straight, away from him, enough to. Uh, so you've been watching NASCAR again. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
enough, uh, en enough to cost him a lap. And realistically, he was, all he was doing was using the fresh rubber on his tyres. It was that case. Remember when Jensen Button was talking about, um, was, it, was it one of the Selba drivers where he was, uh, didn't he overtake Button on, uh, like on, on, on fresh tyres on lap himself? And Button, Button turned around and said, look, he thinks he's quick, but he's not. Because, because he, was, he, he knew that in a lap's time, the tyres were going to fall away from him. Do you remember the quote? Don't remember that. Yeah, no. I, I remember it. I've got it. It's Jensen Button, I've of course. Got, I've got it etched into the memory. Of course you remember it. Um, got Rookie of the Year in the uh, Super Cup or whatever it was. Super GT. Super GT, yeah. Is he going to be back to it next year? Yes, he is. He's, going, right. he's going back to defend his championship. I, I'm hoping he ends up going to Formula E for a year. That'll be really nice. <laughs> but uh, anyway. You just want him to come back to Formula One, don't you? Yeah, he's not come back to Formula One. Obviously, I'd like him to come back to something I can watch. Yeah, it will. It will be good if we'd actually been able to watch Super GT this and, year. Like, and but I, I don't like watching formulas because because I've always been a driver supporter. I don't like multiple driver formulas because you um, you can't. You, you're always then relying on other drivers that you're not supporting yeah. to do well to make your driver do well. It's a strange, strange thing to try and do. It, it, that's so that's the sort of thing where you really need to be supporting a team to get into it. But that's me. So basically, that means that you boycott WEC because that means you have to be nice about Sorokin because he's Button's teammate. Um, I don't hate Sorokin. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't hate it. He, he's the, um, considering I've usually got, it's, it's worse for him because I've always got an opinion on drivers, but I don't have one on him. He's like the, the equivalent of beige or like extremely like mid gray. So yeah, I don't, don't care. I, f I feel the same way about him as, um, Dolph Lundgren. Who was Dolph Lundgren in, uh, Rocky? Ivan Drago. I feel the same way about him as he did about Apollo Crews. Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed. If he dies, he dies. It's a bit hard. Shit. <laughs> 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 I was going to say, what the hell are you drinking, but I'm on exactly the same thing. <laughs> I think we'll stick to coffee on future shows. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely nothing stronger than light beer. <laughs> I've I've missed it. Can I say what beer are swearing on the internet? All of it. Oh right, bloody hell! I'm I'm. It's okay. The uh, it, I'm I'm used to swearing on the on the internet. In fact, I I haven't been sort of mildly racist or mildly anti-Semitic, and that's usually something that would have happened by now. <laughs> <laughs> in the in the name of jest, obviously. Moving, moving swiftly. <laughs> very swiftly. Moving on. very swiftly on. Jesus, Jack is getting an airing tonight. If we paid him royalties, <laughs> <laughs> Some, somebody pluck another topic out of the air. I'm, uh, I'm suffering. I, suffering I think from that's us. Far. I think that's us for Formula One stuff, isn't it? Um, I, I would probably say it is. Um, race of champions coming up this weekend. That's always good for a laugh. Lando's in that, isn't he? Uh, no, he was in last year. The, the. Um, I think he's in this year as well. Say, um, I checked on the website earlier and it's not been announced yet. Oh, is it? Uh, yeah. Um, Team GB is still David Coulthard. 
second mm-hmm. second driver has not been announced yet. And as Sean said last week, I think the teams are worried about putting drivers in after Verline's accident a couple of years ago. In I, the... I'm almost convinced Lando's in it because I'm convinced there was something already on on Twitter about it. Um, I was on the I was on their official website twenty minutes ago, mm. and he's not. No, maybe it's not been a thing, but I'm sure it's been mentioned him doing it. I'm, I'm convinced. I'm gonna have to. Uh, I'm gonna have to Google this on the fly, aren't I? Uh, race just to Lando to do Race of Champions. That's a good one. Race of Champions. Let's have a look. I'm, I'm doing. A, I'm doing a Twitter search. Um, I can't actually see anything. Um, yeah. Oh God. I'm just. I'm just throwing my vape all over the place. I've only had one bowl. Hmm. It's not like I'm not used to drinking. That was there was a few drinks consumed this weekend. One or two. I was making cocktails at half past one in the morning, Dan. There was more than one or two. They were good cocktails. Thank you. I I, I take pride in my cocktail making abilities. Toblerone martinis, old fashions, whiskey sours. Didn't do a great deal yesterday. Well, I must be making up. I can't see anything of it either. It's on the it's on the website if you look at everyone that's competed, but if you uh, select current drivers, then he's, yeah, he's not yeah. um, he's not listed on there. Shall we have a total shunt? Uh, we can we can try. <laughs> Actually, as this one's a show with a difference, I've, I've got the no 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 no. I'm going to do one. No no, I haven't done one. This you know you're not having me first first trip back. I was going to say you could always save that for when Chris Chris is back because I, I did I did one last week. And, I've got uh, and you enjoyed the power and didn't I you? and I enjoyed the power. Well, it's gone. Uh, oh, there we go. I think I don't think we've done this one. We'll see. I was born. Good start. In, just just by the way, I want to say um, props to Ruben Hernandez on Twitter who said he was missing the podcast that badly. That when he took his child for a haircut and the hairdresser said. How old is he? He answered the question. He was born. I, I saw that. I saw that. <laughs> uh, this also by this was by Evan Allen. Um, you have two first names. That's weird. Uh, I was born in 1991. Okay, youngster then. Very. I'm suspicious about this now. I don't really trust people with two forenames. Don't. It's weird. Uh, okay, Lee Stevens. Stevens isn't a forename. If it was Lee Steven, you'd be right to be completely suspicious of me. But that extra S yeah, makes yeah. you trustworthy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have won three world championships. So, uh, 27-year-old triple world champion at something. Could be three different world championships. No, that's true, actually. Um, I think we're going to need more to go on, aren't we? Yeah. I have won at Bruno, Spa and Imola. Right. Um, Bruno gets used for bikes a lot more than cars, doesn't it? There's a, um, a MotoGP race there every year. One of his championships could be boxing, could be Frank. I know what you mean. 
Um, need, need to guess it, don't we? I wonder if it, wonder if it gets used for something like Formula Renault or um, Euro Series, as it's called now. Could do. Um, I mean, if he's 28, that probably makes him a bit too young to have been in A1 GP because it's that's the kind of circuit that they'd use there. Oof. Um, I don't, I, yeah, I'm not. Well, it is motor racing, not Formula One. Yeah. How old's Jonathan Ray? Ooh. Isle of Man resident Jonathan Ray. Uh, possibly about the right age. Sounds like he should work for a local radio station. But he doesn't have two first names because his surname's spelled R-E-A, so... No, Jonathan, just saying Jonathan Ray sounds like mm. a radio, a local radio DJ. It's the 5am show with Johnny <laughs> Ray. Yeah. <laughs> and he'd have, like, laser beam sounds as his intro music. Oh, of course. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I think that's a, that's a good one to go for a, for, a, for a first one, I reckon. And has he won World Superbikes three times now? Yes, he has. Should we go with that, then? We'll go with that. We'll go Are with you jo Jonathan Ray? I'm not going to tell you now, am I? <laughs> Fair point. Well made. I'm not that rusty. <coughs> I, d I, d I don't know. That beard does have hints of ginger oh, in there. Oh, de definitely. <laughs> I'm, at least a, I'm at least a 10 percent um, no, with the length of that beard, that's about 50% of your overall body hair. I don't know, mate. I don't know. Don't, don't want to know the rest. Don't, don't make me prove you wrong. All right, it's 50% 50, 50 of your visible body hair. So, um, maybe. <laughs> um, well, I can change that as well. <laughs> uh, Keep your socks on, you hobbit. I, I debuted in Formula One in 2012. Oh. What started... I mean, who started in 2012? What started in 2012? Was it, could it have been somebody that tested? I was just going to say drivers making their debut in Formula One is a pretty, pretty loose term now, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah. May not be a person, of course. Yeah, I, I'm wondering if it's not. Um. My team decided to run one car instead of putting me in the seat. Right, so... Oh, it's going to be... Well, I think it might be Will Stevens. Because Manor ran one car instead of... And didn't put him in it. Because um, they didn't have time to get both cars ready because they, they missed Australia. And um, because the cars were nowhere near ready, so they spent all the, all the weekend sat in the garage because they still had to be there. And I'm pretty sure in Bahrain it was just Bianchi that ran. I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think I think it could could Number be six. something here. Yeah. 
I have declined a Formula One race drive. <clears throat> um, maybe he turned down coming coming back. Could it be Alex Rossi? Um, did he ever turn? Did he ever turn it down? I, I'm not sh not sure there was an official offer made for him to turn down, but I think he was sounded out and said. No, I'm doing pretty well in IndyCar, so thanks. So that I'm not coming back. Yeah. Um, unless it was Andre Lotterer, because he did that one race for Caterham and said, screw that for a lot, the crap. But did the team run with one car rather than put him in the seat? No, because I think... Both Caterham's made it to every race. Do we need a guess on this one? Um, no, you got another clue before that. Go for, go for another, another clue. clue. My favourite form of racing is IndyCar. I'd Alex, go back to... Back to Alex Rossi. Alexander Rossi, yeah. So guess. Yep, go for Alex Rossi yeah. for our second guess. Um, I have two pole positions and three wins in my current season series. If it is one of those wins, being the Indy Five Hundred, yeah. I have close ties with the Andretti family, who we races for in. Yep, that's your final clue, Alex Rossi. Are you Alexander Rossi? I am Alex Rossi. Yes. I thought I thought it was going to be a dead easy one. I, I'm, I'm surprised you didn't already get it because you just went the wrong way with Will Stevens. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, that was a good one. Um, thanks for sending that one in, Evan. Yeah, yep. thank you, Evan. And how do you send total shunts in? Send me a private message in the twitters at a total shunt. And if you want to get hold of the rest of us on the show, you can get us at Three Legs Four Wheels. Or individually at... At Dan Dankleton. And at Pablo 100. Chris is at Flood 21. And Sean is at Sean Cowper. Mm. If you want to send us an email, it's 3 wheels at gmail.com. And you can get us on Facebook as well. Send private messages through there. Um, just go to Facebook and search for 3 Legs wheels We will be in there somewhere. And obviously one reason that you may have for sending messages into us is if you've got a Formula lead time. Mm. See how that segue went. Yeah. Um, the current race, which seen as you were to listen to last week's show, you won't know about. Nope. Is Monza in the dry in the 1972 Lotus. Ooh, sexy. Yeah, that back end has got a mind of its own. <laughs> it's fun. Uh, you still got another week to do that. Uh, we were hoping to announce the haiku winners tonight, but because Chris couldn't make it, we can't really judge what the winner's going to be. No. But we've had quite a few entries. And um, we will reveal that on the website and on social media, I would have thought, in the next few days. Yeah. We'll sit down and have a discussion. Or next week on the next podcast. Or next week on the next podcast. Shall we extend the, shall we extend the deadline for another week for entries? Yeah, because we're going to need content. 
<laughs> you might have a point. Right. In that case, we are we are extending the um, the entry deadline for um, for the haiku entries. It's all there on the site, and I will um, I will post a link up. Um, just want to thank everyone for listening to a slightly disjointed and tangent-filled show. And if you want to get more of the tangents, then if you go to patreon.com slash three legs, four wheels, we do an extra show every week, usually sort of about 30 to 40 minutes of us rambling and talking absolute nonsense with very little Formula One involved. But all the money that you pledge and subscribe through that from as little as $1 a month goes into making the show. And when we've used... Five microphones between three people in the space of an hour and a quarter. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of thing we need. Yeah. Um, thanks. Uh, alternatively, if you've got any spare microphones, just <laughs> <laughs> we like Rode NT two A's. Then, <laughs> then everything matches. <laughs> we, we do like things to match. <laughs> yeah, because it means less work when it's mixing, and they look nice. That is. When it's sat there not being able to be used because it sounds like it's still on looks, fire. Still looks pretty. It still looks great. It just sounds absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're online over the weekend, what I'm sure we'll be about during the race of champions. So catch us, um, catch us on Twitter, and I'm sure there'll be some kind of conversation going on there. I'd have thought so. And uh, we will see you next week. Yeah. Also, if you want to go find some of my other stuff, go and uh, look for Musty Audio, and you find all the, all the other content I do under that, or ask me on Twitter about it. I might just do that. No, actually, I won't do that. You've already sent me the links. Yeah. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.